0: Today on the Tim Marner podcast show, I've got my mate, marketing consultant Sean Nicky. Oof,
1: sounds posh, doesn't it?
0: Consultant? Sounds good, that yeah. mate, doesn't it? <laughs> Where do we start, Sean? Should we start in the army?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Talk uh, to me about I that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I joined in 2006 because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, everyone in my family thought I was going to be this uni bod that was going off to study history I I do really like history Um, but then when it came to it I I remember sitting in these like college interviews and that and they were like yeah you do this, do this for two years you know, do your A levels, go to uni then you do that and I was like fuck me that sounds dull, I don't know if I can sit in a classroom for another what, four, six years and um, I did one of those online career tests and it said Royal Marine Commando and I was like alright, give that a go so, I walked into um, an army recruitment office not knowing the difference, and they were like, No, no, you don't, don't do that. Join us instead. And that's that's where it all went. Just, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do and just sort of wandered into it. I've done that through most of my things in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, stumbling.
0: How long were you in the army for?
1: Um, eight years. And how so, where,
0: where did you get to within it?
1: Um, well, I went in. I went in and they said, oh, you've got a thing called GCSEs. So you need to go into a technical trade. Joined up, went to Harrogate, which, is, which I don't know if it is now, but it was a junior leaders sort of college. So teaching to become a, a leader within the military for a year. And whilst there, my mate's dad was in the Falcons in this unit called 2-9 Commando. And I wanted to join the Marines originally. And this was the army commando version. So I thought, right, I'll give that a go and uh, change cap badge went into that, um, went into my specialist training, went on my commando course, passed that, joined my unit, and they went, right, cool, well done, Um, here's your kit, here's your desert kit, you've got six weeks, and then off out to Afghan. Um, Afghan, bounced around a few other places, back to Afghan, came back, um, got sent up to another unit, non-commando unit, and they were prepping for a nine-month tour of Afghan again, this was 2012, just after the Olympics, and I was like, actually, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I was getting that sort of itchy feeling that I was missing out on something. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I remember sitting there, I used to sit on the sofa with the lads and say, I feel like I'm getting less intelligent sat here because we're just sort of twiddling our thumbs waiting to to go do something somebody tells us to do. Um, I was getting in a bit of trouble for thinking too much and talking, uh, which... In some regards, the military-like, in a lot of ways, they don't. Um, so I was like, right, i put me in, 12 months notice to leave. And uh, and off I went into the big, wide world.
0: What did you learn from it? How did it uh, change you?
1: It completely changed me. When I joined, I won't say a boot to a goose, I'd have absolutely shit myself coming in here to talk. Um, it, it just sort of, it taught me that... Um, well, in, I suppose in basic training to, to listen, learn, and what, watch what's going on around you before you start gobbing off. Because a lot of lads went in giving it all this. And, you know, I can't even tell you the names now because they're just woof, off they go. But those that put their head down, sort of studied what was going on around them, and then came in with an educated point, progressed. So that was one of the main things. I learned to just, you know, get get a bit of a sense of my surroundings. Um, And the other thing was that a lot of people will talk about doing something, but they'll never actually do it. Any 10 years time, they'll still be talking about doing something. Um, So it comes to a point where you've got to make that calculated risk and take action and just go for it. And that's what I've done since, go in, figure my surroundings out, and then have a do.
0: So where did you go from the army then? What was that point? You were like, you. Have you got this kind of thing in you where you like, you've got this sort of like history brain, you like the logical side of it, but you've also got this creative... Yeah. Which is a bit of a...
1: Bit of an oxymoron. Isn't it Yeah, so I was, just, I was just talking outside, actually. When it comes to cooking, I am... Right, what's the recipe? 150ml of water. Right, okay. How long? 12 minutes. Time run. When it comes to what else, it's more of a... Right, go on, Let's figure it out. Going into a meeting talking about a campaign, market campaign someone's coming up with. I'm like, now, what about this? Let's pull this idea and it's all impulsive. It's on the go. It's this. So yeah, there's two different sort of shawms, I say sometimes. There's there's the, like you say, looking back at history, studying sources. You know, there's a set story, thinking about it. Then to the, right, let's give this a do. Oh, I'll chuck in this. Right, I'm going to try yoga. You know, just, I think. You You need that in
0: marketing though, don't you?
1: yeah yeah
0: because uh, you can overanalyze stuff sometimes and that's not really the stuff that goes viral it's the in the moment yeah. just kind of so to have that both sides of you
1: yeah it helps because like well, you say it's to a degree in marketing there's a right let's look at the data let's see you know what's the audience size what's the age range what content's being engaged with but then the other side is like mm, no let's do this let's do that have a go at this fail fast so i think you do need both sides I don't always get the balance right, you know, one extreme to the other, but it's it's done me well so far, and I think that's what's helped me stand out from other, you know, consultants. I I, I always thought that word was a a green middle aged man who comes in in a yeah. BMW company car and a set of specs, <laughs> yeah. but what it is essentially is going into somewhere and having a look at it and saying, right, here's an idea, here's how you do it, and I think having those two parts of that brain working together. Is a is a good combination for this for this world.
0: What are some of the biggest hurdles that you cross when you're going into a company, um, and you know what resistance are you kind of hit with? Because like you you work with some really big businesses, don't you? Yeah. Turn over multi, 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 multi millions.
1: So one was with PLC five hundred company, huge huge group. They had a central marketing department. And then each of the companies had their own little teams and each, each company had its own identity. And I was going in and we turned, um, one of them was doing marketing uh, market revenue, 125 K a year. By the end of it, we we're doing 1.5. We completely reset the systems, the messaging, the sort of how they uh, communicate with their audience. Really good. Went into another, gr- uh, company within the group to do the same thing and the central marketing team had the little corporate clause in that. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, those websites are good, but we want them to all look the same, we want to have the same branding. And, um, yeah, that agency you've got building sites, it is great. 20 grand, uh, it's good money, but this one is charging 75 grand. And, and look what they've done. It's just one long scroll. And you think, I think some of the times the, it's the bigger they are they feel that they have to be spending more or they have to be working with this you know central london agency who are charging 150 quid a minute to to put something together and for some northern bloc to come in and say bit shit that have you looked at how many people are actually clicking on that or you, you call to actions aren't strong enough it's that level of detail that they don't want to see some of these big companies so you've got to really position it in a way that in the language that they're using like like any campaign really you've got to go in and, and think about how you walk in the room how you look how you dress you know probably dress a little bit differently i try not to because I, I find it easier to just pick up a t-shirt and chuck it on but the language you use it you ultimately get to the same point but i find that a lot of the time they will they want to hear certain things before they go there whereas a small business or a single-owned business. You know, I've worked with a lot of uh, gym owners in the past. Yeah. They're way open to hearing more stuff, being told quick, direct feedback, open to trying new things. But on the flip side, they don't have the budget to necessarily do it, pay for it, or have the skill set to do it themselves. So yeah. it's, it's such a broad broad range. But yeah, the the bigger the business, the more corporate red tape, and the more egos and politics come into play.
0: And you're saying you've got to almost change how you do things within yourself to actually connect with these people, dress a little bit differently, act a certain way.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I'm a big advocate, be yourself. Yeah. But also you've got to think about how, if you were selling a product, you know, into um, you could have a similar product to if you were selling it on Facebook, and on TikTok, the way that you deliver that message is going to be different. You know, Facebook might be—I know they've got Reels and that now, which are, which are growing—but might be more uh, written content. It might be based into groups. It might have a bit more personality on it, as it's a person posting it. Whereas on TikTok, you know, it's going to be your, your sort of faster transitions, your, your sort of cool stuff going on, and positioned in a different way. I think it's the same for a person going into different situations. You know, going into uh, a corporate. And you know, again, this is a rule of thumb. But if I go in wearing a shirt, I'm a bit smarter, maybe, you know, tone down the profanity a bit, I'm gonna have um a different impact to if I say go into uh, a business that is very much, you know, aimed at a younger audience, yeah. you know, maybe two two blokes doing uh you know quite a cool product, you know, a bit bit edgier. If I went in in that corporate thing, they're gonna be like, Who's this guy? He's not a fit for us. So I do think that there is an element of that. the 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 end result is the same, but the delivery has to change slightly.
0: And you see that across platforms as well: LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok. When you're doing stuff for people, are you are you doing different for the same content but written a certain way, like you just said on Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn for people?
1: Yeah, and social media is always changing. You know the 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 platforms, new platforms come and go. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be the expert at that. You know, if, you, I, I, if I went on TikTok now and tried to create something, I'd look like my dad in 2005 yeah. trying to get on Facebook. It'd be like, what's this? You have a bit like that. But what you've got to do is recognize those and have a network where you can go, tell you what, I can tell you what works typically, you know, know your audience, know how to communicate with them, know your product that core trans- transitions to any platform. You've just got to change the, the type of content that you're going to see on there. You know, is it short form? Is it long form? Is it written? Is it, you know, uh, paragraphs, a downloadable ebook, or is it memes? So the the core message and uh, the, the principle stays the same, but you have to be willing to, to tweak it for those. And that's what, you know, typically I help people to do. One is work out who they want to talk to. Second, how they're going to talk to them and where do they hang out? You know, it's no good producing ebooks for TikTok and someone might tell me I'm wrong, but um, and the other one is knowing your product and how it relates to them. And then it's just a case of understanding the platform or finding somebody that does.
0: What excites you the most, like what businesses, brands excite you the most when you're working on them? What um, is it the kind of does it need to sort of like resonate with you or do you fact that you know, like the sort of marine stuff that you do, that it's so left field that adding a little bit of you kind of excites?
1: Yeah, it it definitely needs to grab me. You know, if it's somebody doing something that I've done a thousand times before, I'm not going to have the enthusiasm for it. Yeah. And especially if I'm working with someone who got a really good relationship with them, I don't then want to work with someone who's maybe going to come in and step on the toes. The most rewarding by far is the people who are doing it themselves you know somebody who's there like look i'm I'm doing this i've just been working with somebody recently um she started a new business she is amazing at what she does so knowledgeable but would get into cold sweats about writing a post for linkedin so we spent a day together where we did the typical stuff right let's define who your audience is like really define it let's um work out what, what your sort of value proposition is for them, right? That's the groundwork done. Now we're going to teach you how to to write content for LinkedIn. That's not going to make you cringe, or it's not going to make you worry about posting it. So we went for an exercise that, and by the end of it, she was cracking out four or five different posts, sending them over to me to have a look at, you know, the body language changed. And now watching that content go out on LinkedIn, you can tell that there's that personality into it. It's resonating with people. And those sort of wins are the ones that I go home and talk about. The ones that really excite me. Yeah, it's nice when you do a campaign and, you know, sent out an email campaign a few years ago and it did 66K in the first day. It's like, okay, that's cool. But it's not something that you can really visualise, you know, it's... Because it didn't make you feel anything. No, it's like, oh, good. Well, they're happy. They've got a return. But seeing somebody Mm. absolutely buzzing and saying thank you so much you know i can now that that's done and i can move on and actually get on with my business is by far the most rewarding
0: how do you work with people like that obviously people have got like hangups about how they look and how they come across somebody like that because obviously mm. that's quite you know psychology how, how are you sort of like dealing with that that somebody you <laughs> wants to show up, but they find it really difficult because obviously they've got their own insecurities and traumas attached to going on camera or whatever. How do you work work with people like that?
1: I don't have a system for it. I think it comes through understanding people and being able to get along with people, which, you know, I find quite easy just going in and talking to them and, and then going through some coaching there. So again, Everyone, everyone's different um, but one of the things I'll say to people is that imperfection beats inaction every time do nothing nothing happens yeah I love that if it was imperfect so what it'll get better next time just give it a try you know what's the worst that could happen and what's the best that can happen it's probably going to be somewhere in between every, every single time so your worst case it's unlikely um, again somebody in the CrossFit space she was the same couldn't get it on camera she was scared of her accent uh you know, had a, an amazing story to tell but was just like, nobody wants to hear me, they don't hear this Barnsley accent on yeah. on camera. Now she's on she on fucking bus stop, you know, billboards and, and doing stuff and you know it's it's got to be gradual. You know, some people like to be chucked in at the deep end, but if it's something like that it's it can be just write a social media post. Just do um you know just put your personality onto it. Put a picture of yourself on. Right now, what about let's do a thirty-second video? Just you know, don't worry about it. Okay, do you want a script? Right, let's do it scripted. You know, and it's sort of baby steps that show them that each time that worst-case scenario isn't quite happening, and a lot of the time, you know, you put a bit of personality on something and it does far better than, you know, you, you, you know, your brand without a person on it that's got the multi-million-pound budget behind. Yeah, you know, they've got avenues into stuff, but. It's that that person and that you know the rise of influencers will show you that it's that personality that sells and I think taking those little baby steps gives them that little bit of confidence each time and gets them moving.
0: How have you got from being in the army to, to where you are now? Then has that just been a gradual sort of like process of
1: constantly stumbled into right. new careers um, yeah. and made huge mistakes along the way and then had to to adjust. So I left the military and I went into um, a, a company that were coaching kids in schools, yeah. character and resilience, and um, and uh, using that military ethos. It was back then. I think it's it's since changed into some other term and rebranded. Yeah. But whilst I was there, they brought in a social media person and sacked him after a couple of months, um, and said, "Oh, Sean, you're quite good at Facebook, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And they were like, "Forgive you hundred quid extra a month. Would do you do our marketing?" And I was like, yeah all right didn't really know what i was doing wrote some blogs did some facebook posts it started to to do better and pick up um got some coaching there and at the same time um not long after that i decided that i was going to launch my own business yeah which is where i met yourself um extreme extreme bean coffee um i didn't i i call that my how long ago was that 2015 something like that yeah 15 16 um and that i I learned so much from that i um did not do any sort of the conventional marketing stuff i was making highly controversial content memes i mean i think that was one of the things that you helped me with, was coming up with that brand and you said, just be yourself yeah, on there, yeah, you yeah. know, what I think we said, great, war right? on shit coffee and yeah, you know, yeah, smashing yeah. up glasses of instant yeah, coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, using uh, screenshots from porn and, yeah. and putting, you yeah, know, yeah. like porn memes. Nobody
0: were doing that at the time, were no.
1: they? <laughs> no, Nobody no. were doing that. And I had some brands that said, we really like it but we can't touch <laughs> that and I was like, well, you know, that's that. But but everybody's doing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. flown off um, yeah. and yeah, I learned so much from that. I learned how, to, so I had a product. Um, I knew that I needed to find a market that would adapt it and champion it for me. Cause I can only do one thing at a time and I needed these little advocates and ambassadors. Yeah. Um, I hate the word advocacy marketing. So i try to avoid that one. But um, so I and I started doing CrossFit at the time and I was like, oh, these guys like a trend and they like a, a brand and they get on board with it and you know, they yeah. wear it everywhere. Yeah started doing t-shirts and that and the next thing I was sponsoring competitions um, with with the company we were in prizes on there yeah. we had people wearing the t-shirts online and tagging us and it just did you know it just flew and that's where I really started learning how to do it and people were coming to me and saying can you help me with this I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. you know I thought oh then I might be able to a living telling people how to do this or helping them to do it um, and then got to the stage where it was like, to make the coffee thing work, well, I would need yeah. more money, more people, and everything else. I thought, or do I ever go at doing it for myself and being me? Uh, and that's where that that transition came in.
0: And then you just like grown and grown from there. You just started picking up. Customers left, I d- right and center. I did
1: at first. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of events marketing in the CrossFit industry again. Um, I went out to the CrossFit regionals on the media team. I was then helping a lot of uh, competitions over here get uh, more sign ups in the build up, their social media plan, then on the day producing content for them. Um, so that was growing. And then I had the, the big crash. So I had a complete breakdown. Um, I think from the art, uh, since joining the army and it had been go, 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 go. I'd had this idea in my head that I had to do this by this age, I had to be that, oh, I'm 25, I should probably be, you know, looking at settling down, get a house and did that. Um, and yeah, then it all got too much. Um, I, at the time didn't recognize that. You know, I'd be sat up packing bags of coffee or doing social media plans till gone midnight, getting up the next day, at 5am, going to the gym um, and I had a, a young kid at that time. I was married, and it just uh, that couldn't couldn't explain it. Just in my head, just switched off. Didn't want to get out of bed.
0: What was it, Sean?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think it was probably the. I think I probably pushed everything, any stresses day to day, aside. Um, didn't talk about.
0: So nobody knew from the outside, did they? Because you're this like bubbly what's it or was it could people see it in you?
1: Nobody nobody knew. Um my ex wife did and started to say, you know, something's not quite right with you and I'm like, ah oh, don't worry about it, I'll be yeah. fine, I'm just tired. This and that. Um so yeah, she she could see it. Um, but nobody else could. And I I certainly couldn't. Looking back now, when I think back to it, it's almost like it's in, you know, on a grayscale sort of Movie, but very dark um, time where I just I just remember one day I was laid there and she said, depression. Just yeah, she said, "Are you getting up?" And I was like, I, "I I can't. I couldn't even open my eyes. I was just laid in bed. I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Don't open the curtains. Don't do this." And you know, it eventually led to the to the breakdown of of that marriage, having to leave the family home um, because of the way I handled it, which you know wasn't wasn't good by any means you know I sort of decided to, to run off and shut everybody out I, I didn't have a, a home to go to you know people w- weren't wanting to ho- ho- home this person who was really being negative self-destructive you just project, projecting on everybody yeah yeah just just in a really bad spot you know doing you know having to just like crap um, right I need to do money um, alright let's, let's launch a new product let's sell this get some cash in and then that burst of energy crashed back down again and I was off so you know I was um, yeah I was I was lucky that I was able to then have a sofa in a a garden shed to sleep on for a number of months and um, that that I then started um, actually addressing you know okay I need to start taking some responsibility here and can't say well I did this because you did that or they didn't do this so I've done that it was okay. We'll remove them from the equation. It, it comes down to you. Started um, started being a bit more open to that um, after I stopped just going out and drinking and partying and trying to ignore it. Yeah, just n- numb it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know when you when you're pissed, you're, you're not bothered. Yeah. When you're hungover, you're only bothered about what's going on there. Yeah. But yeah, doing that bit of mindfulness. Um, like I say I started picked up yoga. Sort of throw myself into that a bit, and I ended up doing like two and a half classes a week. Um, on that. Um, And then slowly started just coming out of that a bit more. Um, I had to get a job again, start from scratch.
0: How did that feel at the time?
1: Scary. Yeah. Um, Scary because not only was it going back into, I'm going to have to go in and have somebody tell me what to do, report to a line manager, all this and that.
0: That that petrifies me that every day, you know, because like... I cannot take anything for granted because if I lose this place and then also have to go and work for somebody, yeah. it fucking shits me up. It I'm not me, fucking... Yeah. I,
1: nobody's going to hire me. I, but, you know, that's it. People say, well, you can always get a job. You're like, I could do, yeah. but I don't want to. Yeah. Because, yeah, you never know who where you're going to get. But I was really lucky. I joined an amazing company who had a really strong culture um, of, you know, do what you say you'll do and you know, everything's yours. Um I, I joined, um, I um, very quickly got my own little sort of niche within within that business. I helped them with a, a counter drone technology launch. Um, went away to some trade shows, CEO there. He was like, right, yeah, you're the sort of person we want here. Um, got a bit of a profile there and then, you know, sort of rose up from marketing exec on, on 20K a year, which, you know, having... Earned good money in the past was really, you know, yeah. a struggle yeah. when I got uh, you know kids to pay for and all the rest of it, um, and divorce settlements, uh, which is always handy. Um, but yeah, started rising up there and discovering actually, yeah, I can do this again, and let, let's make a start of it. Um,
0: it's weird, isn't it? Like when something happens like bad, like that, you think, "Oh, I'm going to start from square one," mm. but you don't actually realize all the skill set that you've built up. You're not just so that yeah. you just need to. I just get back on the. you? Don't just, you?
1: You've just got to do something because if you talk about it again, and in, in, uh, imperfection beats in action. I just went on Fiverr and set up a little profile. Said, "I'll I'll write you some blogs, write some emails." People started paying for it. You know, a little confidence boost each time. Yeah. um I started posting about it on Instagram again. I had a wildlife, uh, international wildlife uh, charity reach out to me, would you help us with this? And I developed a sort of five week coaching package for small business owners to take them from, I don't have a clue how to produce a piece of content. To, I've got a marketing plan and I can, yeah. produ- I do it in three hours on a Monday and it does the rest of the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then just kept going from there. I got a, a, a well-known TV personality who wanted me to run their social media marketing channels for them and some of their brands? And yeah, you 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 know, like you say you don't start from square one because you
0: have even that the skillset. bad stuff, even the bad times and stuff like yeah. that. are all it's all you learn from everything, don't yeah. you? Yeah,
1: and you learn from it all. At the I time, you was, don't think like you are. No, I mean, I remember at one point I was like, I actually don't know what I'm going to do now. You know, just. And they're gonna, you know, work in a, on a factory yeah, floor yeah, yeah. and just, you know, Boxing, do whatever. Yeah, just. It. But um, it things have a way of working out. Yeah. Um, You know, even though I don't have this loaded family who could yeah. chuck money into a new business venture or whatever, things have a way know. of working out. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, if you've got somewhere that you can, you know, go and speak to somebody, offload your mind, share ideas. You know, you've got a place that you're comfortable. Yeah. Whether it be a sofa on a, in a shed, yeah. or and then you know, you get back to having a home. Yeah, you're not you're not starting to square one. You've got you've got ways to you know, like we say in the army reorg. You know, if an attack didn't go right, pull back. Right, let's have a look at it. Let's come up with a new plan and go again.
0: It's nice how, that, isn't it. Mm,
1: it's how the Romans beat the Carthaginians. <laughs> That's a bit of history there. They they just kept coming back. You know, they lost. 20, 30,000 troops at Battle of Cannae and everyone thought well that's Rome beating but they went oh no, okay right let's go again and they just they were tenacious and that's why we know the Roman Empire now and not many people know Carthaginians just come back reorg go again I like that mate yeah
0: just come up with that one I'm really <laughs> cool, that. but it's like it's a really nice lesson for life that isn't it That don't be defeated, just come back, reassess it, learn what you've just, the mistake that you just made, and let's go again.
1: Yeah. I think, so, fail fast was a thing that the uh, Paul Lewin, who was the the CEO of um, Martech, one of the companies I worked with, the one that I started off again with, Um, he was, I I learned a lot from him. Um, But he was also not afraid to tell you when you'd done some shit and when it was wrong. So, we launched a product, um, personal locator beacons. Yeah. somebody falls in off a ship it automatically deploys beep 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 beep. sends off a little signal to search and rescue ship can turn around come and get them you know everyone's happy saved a life came up with this great campaign for it um, you know we do, we, we said we would all high-fiving each other like no <laughs> this this is so good this is gonna absolutely kill went out there launched it got one inquiry for a single product
0: what was the reason on that? Looking back at it now. Well, at the
1: time we were like, I thought he's going to go absolutely berserk here. But we spoke to somebody in the industry who said that you are dealing with an industry where a lot of people, if they fall in on on these super huge ships, it's happening at night, and it's probably because they've wanted to. And if we're going to if we're <coughs> chartering a vessel at fifty thousand a day, are we going to turn around? and delay that for someone who might do it again anyway. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, Whoa. They, you know, the, val- the value of life in some areas is not the same as what we take it for. So it's sort of like, well, if we know there's a problem, we have to fix it. It was this, some of this insight we got from people. I'm not saying the industry is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for you know, legal reasons, but that was the insight we got. So we went in and said, people don't want this it's not working and he was like right cool well done you've you know you've failed fast now go out and do the next thing so that was that was a you know a really good lesson i got from that and you if you if you look into something and learn take a learning from it our learning was you can do all the market research you want from your desk but maybe go out take someone out for a drink take them out for dinner have a chat to them say look do you would you really like this and that's where learning about, you know, paying points, to your audience, having a, a, a true value proposition came into play. We've done it just recently uh, with another one, you know, taking those, those learnings, interviewed 20 people of the target audience we were going out to. They love what we said, what the product could do, but there was a step in between. They were like, yeah, but you, you can't do this. And without going into detail, it needed a third party app to make it work. This company yeah. hadn't developed their app or the technology on the phone for the end user to use it. And they were like, uh, too, too complicated. I don't want to do it.
0: Even though the idea is slaughtered and everybody loved Absolutely it.
1: Absolutely mint idea. So we had to come back and say, right, interview these people. easy report. My recommendation is... But most people
0: is, kind of go, love this, get it right. Let's get some Facebook advertising. Let's get some billboards. Let's spend yeah. loads of money on this without that little thing in between actually asking the customer and doing yeah. that.
1: Have you actually spoke to somebody yeah. who you're going to sell this to to see if they want it. And I don't mean they go, yeah, I mean, talk them through the journey, spend some time doing it. You know, this was a month that we did this over. Yeah. Money well spent because what we said was, right, we're not going to that end user. We're going to the the, the group above, you know, the the agent who might manage these properties because it was in property. We can sell them this product as a value added service. They've got the capability to plug that gap in between. They can then pass that the cost that they're doing onto their customers and create value. And in time, you'll be able to filter down into that end user as your technology catches up. So for the sake of a month delay in going to market, we're able to come up with a complete new solution to getting it into the, you know, to, to making sales. So being able to actually do that research is, having the opportunity to do it is, is so valuable. Um, where does
0: where does the, the sales and the marketing come into play then for you you know have you got your obviously marketing's a beast and then the sales is yeah. like, like another beast yeah where, where do those sit for you
1: For me they're a bit of a, a murky world like merge yeah. I, I say that you know I say marketing consultant but I when I go in somewhere I look at the whole thing marketing um your sales your pipeline into closing. And yeah. then you sort of uh, post-sale operations, you know, customer retention, customer service. I think that all those areas need to be considered. If you do one, yeah. you, you, you're not, you know, you are not got that perfect triangle. So the, uh, you know, the interlocking circles or whatever. So it's, it's hard to sort of say what, but what, I, you know, typically go in and say, right, <clears throat> have you got, have you got a system in place? If you get an inquiry, how do you handle it? You know, have you got uh, SLAs in place to get, Is it if it's a service, are you gonna contact them within 24 hours, within seven days, how does it work? Yeah. Is there any automation, right? Once you actually sell to that person, then yeah. what? Then what's the process? It's then that we can start looking at the, the marketing beforehand, because if I build you up a massive pipeline- Get loads of
0: leads in and then you're not cultivating them. Yeah. Then
1: The amount of times that I've seen campaigns not perform as well as they should, because of that middle bit or yeah the post-sale, the, you know they've sold them but they've not got the product on time yeah. or the packaging shit. Or the or, aftercare or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, it's, it's those, and you look at those conversion rates and you might have a you know, huge conversion rate. We had um, one in four at, at, um, at MarTech, 25% and that sort of drop-off was each bit before it had been higher but it's because that company was really adamant that the sales and the operations had to tie in. Yeah. Um So yeah we'll look into that and then look into what happens afterwards and again right can we make this easier have you got some email automation going on um have you got your crm when you do it does it ping the right people can they see it you've got to have everybody involved in that and then we look at let's let's generate that lead pipeline now that's not very common that you go in somewhere and they've got all that yeah so they need to spend some money or you're a sole business owner and they go how the hell am I meant to do this? You know, you're talking a yeah. team of 50. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've become good at doing. is saying, well, no, let's go in. Here's, here's a template. Here's yeah. a system. You that's why I'm best.
0: excited for you to go in that manager system, mate. Yes. Because I feel like once you get your into that, I think the feedback we'll get from you will be fucking next level. Uh, yeah. Um, because the one man band's just not got that system in place. And I feel like We've hopefully done something that people can get I think you've got something at.
1: really, really good. When yeah, I saw yeah. it, I was like, this, this yeah. well, I told you, I said, I'm not going smoke up your ass. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. genuinely good. And I've been out and spoke to a few different people yeah. about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's see it. You know, they're looking at CRM that does this, yeah, email does yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that da like everybody yeah, else. But yeah, yeah, pull it into one place. yeah, And it gives that solo business owner time to focus on it. Yeah. Because I don't want them spending ninety nine percent of their time worrying about what I'm telling them to do in the marketing. Yeah. That needs to be a yeah they've got bills to pay, they've got family to feed, they've yeah. got a product to sell. They Exactly. They, that should be doing the work for them, not the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, I do think it's yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting my mitts on it.
0: Yeah. Um What's your sort of opinion on the fitness industry at the minute, and, and what's kind of sort of like going on? Obviously, you've been in that space. Obviously, worked with people within that space. Yeah, um, it's kind of cluttered a little bit at the minute. I see, you know, a lot of people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was um, talking to my sort of physio this morning, um, Jonathan, about him doing videos from a from a, a sports massage specialist and kind of saying, look, I think you should be like doing videos. I feel that people are going to take more advice and see people like that off like just a PT who just, who's done a lengthy, not knocking yeah. PTs, but I'm saying, you know, this is, I think the space that you should maybe move into and, yeah. and and get your thing. But what's your sort of like, you know, what should people be doing? Do you think who've got gyms who are personal trainers? What's your,
1: I think like you say, it, Let's go back to 2013, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. You could be, there was a lot, lot of audience on the platform, Instagram, especially at the time. Um, you had the audience, you didn't have that many creators. You could go on, you could take your top off, you could lift a few weights yeah. and you'd get a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, you might still get that attention now, but I feel that as that's grown, if those that have done a more targeted effort on there, have seen bigger results. So, like you say, if you're going on and you're just a gym, you're just a gym, you know, you've got nothing special. What's so what? There's four gyms near me. Every so often they'll put a post on and I'm just like, oh, great, nice, yeah. treadmill, cool. But those that are going on and saying, we specialize in this, or they might be doing a campaign, like you say, where they're talking specifically about one aspect, that's where you can stand out. If you can resonate with a more niche piece of your target audience, better. And it doesn't have to be forever. I had this conversation yesterday with um, two guys that build websites. They were like, oh, yeah, but if we target them, we're gonna, what about these that I've got in the pipeline? It's like, you can try and talk to everybody and you're not gonna resonate with anybody. You're just gonna be another piece of noise. But you can target, do something specific. Like say, talk specifically about prehab or rehab, you know, or massage or why you need that. And you're going to resonate stronger with a core of audience and you're going to have more chance of converting them and them sharing that specific message. Yeah, You don't have to do that forever. You can move on to another topic and another campaign and another target audience in the future. But analogy I use is if I opened a bar, there's a bar across the road, went in shouted in the door, uh, 10% off drinks over here come on, I've got got, got everything, fully stopped. Go. A couple of people on the door might say, go on, we'll we'll go give him a chance and, and pop over. But if I went in on the, the first night, looked around, saw the Guinness drinkers and went, hey, I've got this in, just come over from Dublin. I pour a proper pint. Come in, have a do. If you don't like it, you know, I'll, I'll pour you another. I'm going to get some of them in. The next night, go in, I look at the gin drinkers. Oh, yeah, you like your gin, right? Okay, we've got three or four different varieties here. You know, some of them, sometimes you want something a bit fruitier, sometimes you want something with a bit of peppercorn in. Well, I've got them, if you come over, uh, we're doing two for one. So, you know, come come and have a look, let me know what you think. You're able to go into that very specific messaging with a smaller number of people, but you resonate stronger with them. I think that's where people need to be going now. You can't go out with your generic messaging. You can't just make noise and hope that it's gonna be heard might work now and then, especially on emerging platforms. But the stronger you can communicate to a a single person, the more chance you're going to have of getting their attention.
0: And would you say for that people to do it on individual organic posts or doing that more within Facebook ads?
1: I think it depends on your product and your business. Yeah. Um, I would say that unless you have, my advice would always be sort out your, what happens out, like I said, your sales and operations and and all that, get that sorted. Then you want to be testing your your organic and doing it because if you've got a a bottomless pit of money, yeah, by all means, go out and pay. A a 50 quid LinkedIn voucher lasts you about two minutes and you get nothing from (laughs) it. You know, you've got, if you do that organic, you're going to find out, okay, well, actually, this messaging is resonating really well with this audience of, um, women in the 40 to 45 range in, you know, Kent or something. you have got to take those lessons. Now there's a time investment, but it's not the money investment, especially if you're starting out and then you can work out, right. I'm getting a thousand of these people through to my website, but only 10 are converting to sales. Why? Right. Let's review that. Let's get that right. Tweak it around a bit. Now you're getting 150 <laughs> sales, right? We're going in the right direction. When you're happy that through that organic effort, you've got the messaging right and you've got the process right, that's when you want to be chucking money at it because you've proven it already. Especially if, you know, small or emerging or you're a marketing team with a small budget, if you can do it organically over time and be getting results along the way, you're going to see more bang for your buck when you put some ads.
0: What's your thoughts on LinkedIn at the minute? Really good. Love it.
1: Yeah. Really good.
0: I would... I don't like it going to gyms, but I would have sort of like gym capitalise on LinkedIn for you just kind of putting the same content out there, knowing that look, you think LinkedIn's professional, but there's people who still go to the gym on there, but people have got to kind of don't really think like that, do they? Yeah. They think they just
1: They think it's B 2 B on there. Um, yeah. you know. But same as anything else, if someone's sending you a shite message on on LinkedIn about they saw the promoting themselves and not doing it right, you're gonna scroll past it. Now, this is where knowing your platform and your audience comes into play. Yeah. You know, if you're on there and you boot a short so you're you know you stream your best, you know, just hiding just about hiding a nipple on your peck.
0: My type of marketing. Yeah,
1: yeah your type of marketing. <laughs> yeah. But LinkedIn is a great platform for seeing what other people are engaging with. Mm-hmm. A lot of your content is so-and-so reacted to this, so-and-so commenting on this. So if I'm working on a professional platform, I'm probably not going to like the cat memes or the, you know, scantily clad people lifting weights or the, the, you know, someone running into a glass door because I've got to think about what's being shared in my network. Mm-hmm. So that's where you've got to understand your audience. Those people still have the same things, you know, they're still leaning over to reverse on, off the driveway and pulling the neck because they're unfit or they're starting to feel that backache from being sat in you've just got to adjust that messaging to appeal to them you know your headline needs to be something that they see and resonates with that headspace they're in on that platform but it could be talking about the the mental well-being of working out and how it can make you feel again people want to like that stuff a bit of virtue signaling yeah. if they celebrate a post talking about you know the the value of fitness in mental health and it's going out to their network it's showing their network that look at me you know i, I take care of people and all the rest so you've got to and i'm not saying that's the, the message but yeah. you've got to get into the mindset of your audience the platform they're using and come up with that communication method
0: yeah is linkedin's a belter in it i they i also think facebook's getting a bit of a comeback as well in it
1: facebook groups yeah. are really strong yeah. um now again going in and posting something to sell you're probably going to get kicked out or, or not with but it's that personality yeah. it's being able to engage it's like twitter in the old days you used to be able to oh, x or whatever yeah. you used to be able to search fitness and you'd see someone talking about it you could reply to them offer some insight it's being able to do that in groups i do a lot of research for, for marketing campaigns in facebook groups because they're, they're the new forums aren't they yeah. everyone's asking questions in there can i have feedback on this how would you do that and you're able to add value there, answer the questions, offer advice, uh, share examples, and the some groups are struggling. But those I get them all the time popping up on my feed now, and that's where we focus some effort in these recent campaigns. Um, I think Facebook fell off a cliff. It has got a target audience age. Yeah. Talked a lot, you know, a lot of people in the young twenties, teens now, they don't have Facebook. It's just not something they see the point in or they have it and don't use it. Yeah. So it has its age range. But I yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, absolutely at the minute. Instagram, again, depending on your product, depending on your target, I think it's harder to start off and be organic there now and get the followers. Yeah. It has to be real based content. Um, and even those have taken a bit of a dive recently um, through to TikTok, which obviously is still in its growth phase. Where you can post, I, I post a picture of some cows eating from my farm. Class. People love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Crunching. They're just crunching. ASMR. Sexy. But you know, I I'm, I I'm i don't you know I'm not gonna make anyone fall off the chair here. Got like five thousand views. Yeah. But it did that in a couple of minutes. You know, it, yeah, it's still yeah. in that growth phase. So if you can capitalize on that, it's it's you know make use of it. But again, it all comes back to knowing who it is you want to talk to. if You don't know, then you're just guessing. Too many people guess.
0: Too many people guess, don't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're... Too many people are afraid of feedback. They've got egos in the way. I've got this great product. People love it because of this. And off they go and they guess. Yeah. Like, have you actually asked anyone? Well, yeah, I asked my mum. I'm like, right. I asked my partner. Yeah. Okay. Are they honest with you? Are they, are they upset that your feelings are going to be hurt? Mm-hmm. I think you could do this better. You know, And you see that that bruised ego. Yeah. I have it. I've had to really work on myself, that when I get feedback, yeah. it's not a personal attack. Tough that, it. Yeah. Very hard, very hard. It's, you know, when I used to present campaigns or plans and they go, oh, what, what about this? Or why are you doing that? I'd get inside this, oh, how dare you question me and what I'm thinking. And that's what I really had to work at to think, people are asking questions or they're offering in- insight if I went to them and asked a question, and they offered that insight, I'd lap it up. But because they're feeding back on something that I have, it That you've got sting-
0: emotional attachment to, like, yes. because you've been lied on a couch and, like, yeah. try to prove yourself, that yeah. they're also saying you're not very good at what you do yeah. is kind of yeah. where you go to, isn't it? Yeah. Which triggers you for yeah. you to go...
1: <laughs> and a lot of people who have the, the confidence to go out and work for themselves and launch their own business and do it, a lot of people have that. Yeah. They don't. They they want the feedback, but they don't want to hear it. So that's that's such a big piece to go out and do. And to like I say, if we have done that with that locator beacon thing in the first place, we'd have never launched it because even though we thought it was great, and I came, I spent hours coming up with some good names for them and descriptions and all the rest of it, it would have stung to hear it was shy. To no one wants it. It's not shy. There is a market for it, but not our market it would have stung, but we would have learned that lesson quicker and avoided some mistakes.
0: It's mad that, isn't it, thinking about it. Mm. Some of the stuff that I have in my head, I'm like, oh, this, he meant this, like, and then I pitch it to people and they're just like, yeah, but how is that going to do this?
1: I'm just like, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I think you get detailed people yeah, and you get Big idea people. Yeah, visionaries. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely more on the... the I'm like, but you've got the
0: both you though, haven't you? Which is, which is kind of really... Yeah. It's like we said before at the beginning, like it's a weird dynamic that.
1: Yeah. It, I, I found ways of making that work, you know, come up with an idea and I go out to a few people that I yeah. trust and I know that they're going to ask me a question that I've not thought of.
0: That's what of You know, that people are asking what, what our goal's mm-hmm. all about apart from the fact that it just says... And fucking people you ask it, how do you spell it? I used to go to ma no. And that's why it's that. But it's within a box for a reason because we do a lot of out-the-box thinking, but for in order for it to work, you've got to return back to the box. It's it's gotta work yeah. logically and in in, in in a certain way. Yeah. So for, for knowing somebody like yourself has got that both dynamic, it's like um not many people have got that, have they?
1: No, and I think that's Naturally, it helps. I mean. Yeah, it helps you know what being I mean? able you can to learn it, can't you? But
0: you, naturally, that's what you're like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, like, it is the, you know, the big idea down to the minute details, and I've got different parts within that. Yeah. Uh, but it's finding the gaps and, and yeah. making that work. Um, but it's what I've been able to then help put this chaotic brain into, into yeah. the, the business world and say, right, I'm going to help you with your big ideas, but we're also going to come up with your, your system, your process let's let's make your life easier how we're yeah. we going to turn that idea into generating leads and how do you then go off with actually running your business rather than worrying about this every single day and sweating over posting content so it is it is a, a balance that works well um but then also having that self-recognition of saying i'm not very good at this bit so i need to bring somebody in to my world to help with that you know whether it be outsourced or recommending yeah. to go somewhere else yeah If somebody came to me about, would you do a Facebook ad campaign for me? I'd be like, no, because that is too detailed. It's someone who really has to look at the data, the tiny little bits and pieces. There is somebody better for you out there that can do that. But I'll come up with your campaigns and I'll come up with the way that you can, you know, do bits and pieces and and all the rest of it. But having that ability to look into yourself and realise what you can't do is also what impresses people.
0: How do people get in touch with you then, Sean? Like, how have you, how have you got your business to date then? Like, has it just mainly just been sort of like word of mouth, and someone's been, yeah, yeah word of mouth. Because you've never um, really done any marketing for yourself, have you?
1: No, I, um, I used to do. So I've had various iterations of it. You know, I went into the whilst I again self discovery, but also learning about the the world of marketing. I went into the content agency side until I realised that I didn't like sitting and producing all the people's content and doing the thing um, it it was too narrow channel for me I wanted to be out looking at the bigger picture and the whole process so again scrap the website off we went again but what it's always come back to is word of mouth um, I got most of my work through Instagram back in the day when I was building it uh, when I was focused on the fitness industry that was where it is then but it has just been word of mouth and people, you know, your network um, expanding I don't go to all these shite networking events where you pay a couple of grand to go into a room and try and sell to each other but if I go into a pub and I'm sitting next to someone at the bar I'll pass them alright how are you doing what is it you do? get chatting to them and that's how one of my recent opportunities came about literally a bloke in a bar three years ago we then chatted more and more throughout every time we saw each other so they one day rang me up and said um, I've got this big investor pitch would you come in and help me with my brand my strategy go to market and pitch it to my investors so that's the way it's gone um i've decided now to make some changes i've sacked off some work that i don't enjoy i'm focusing more on what gives me reward personally as well as you know pays me mortgage um so yeah i'm just in the process of building that up now but network um instagram and soon to be hopefully when this goes live seanhickey.co.uk
0: now, have you never been shawnicky.co.uk never
1: been that never been that I've always been coming up with names right. you, know, um, you know, like Black Dagger Media yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that to the next level was another yeah, one yeah. and then um, but like you every time I say my name I have to spell it out but then people remember it they go shawnicky I go yeah S-E-A-N H-I-C-K and they go oh h-i-c-k-e-y and they read it back and people remember it <laughs> Yes. <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> so it works yeah. even though it's a bit of a bastard of a spelling in yeah. england you know in ireland it'd get a bit further yeah but it, it it's that and then i thought i've gone through all these iterations of brand and what i do but just going out there and doing it it's just me you know that's what has worked people have always come back to me to ask for for my opinion or for my help with them yeah so that's it now we Doubling down on Sean Hickey. Doubling down. Yeah. What
0: are you going to be doing for yourself then? Are you going? To, are you going to be doing anything different than you've you've done before? Will you be doing sort of some Facebook ads for yourself? What? What? Sure. Your...
1: Um, I'm going to go down the very much. It's 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 this face, unfortunately yeah. for for many people. I had a crisis this morning actually. Yeah. I woke up and uh, I was like, shit. Going on the podcast and I've not cut my hair for two months. But I've been trying to decide whether I'm going to grow it or cut it, and then I'm like, imperfection. "Oh no, perfection yeah, beats in action." Yeah, so yeah. I trimmed my own beard this morning, which <laughs> I hate doing. But yeah, so it's going to be this. It's it's going to be me Amazing, sharing my lessons, yeah. examples of what I've done. You know, there are marketing agencies. Hopefully, someone listening to this and your content is shite. It is shit. You're talking to people and you're getting two or three likes on it about how to do this and how to do that. Show examples of what works, you know, put some personality on it. And that's, you know, that's what people wanna see. If you've done something really good for a client, it's cool. Show them, you know, and get it out there. So that's what I wanna do. Share examples of it. Show people what to do um, because I wanna do, be able to go into these places that have budget. Get me in for a day, come in and work with your team. I'll, I'll coach your marketing leaders. Um, you know, I've, I've done that, I've done, um, coaching qualifications, you know, internal ones in these huge businesses that have this great, you know, um, education system, but sure, you know, they pay for these experts to come in. I can do that. But on the, the flip side doing, you know, I don't know what it's gonna be called yet, yeah, but the Sean Hickey Academy or something like that, where for your small budget people, you can have a virtual face like me talking to you, showing you what to do, telling you how to do it, how to set up, a, how to set up your business online, how to buy a domain. How to write a blog post. You know, how, how to write it, man. Yeah, to,
0: never thought of that.
1: How, you know, oh, you probably do. How yeah. complicated it is yeah. to set up an info at yourthing.co.uk without spending a load of money on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, me. And then you go on the guides and they're just bullshit. So just look at screen recording. How to do this. Through to the, you know, how to test headlines. How to come up with a call to action. Um, how to structure your body of text how to choose your, um, how to how to conduct market research. Because how many people say, right, what's market research? You're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Go on, go online and type uh, gyms near me. You know, how to actually go about it. So what I want to be able to do is to be able to have that, again, structured process of here's A, B, C, D, and bring experts into that for, you know, small fee per month to to watch it online and have some feedback through to the going in and working with people because that's what I, I really my energy comes from yeah, chatting yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah. Going in, working with the businesses, having the opportunity for say five small businesses or or um, solo business owners to come and do a, a workshop day, stuff like that. Um that that's where I'm going with it. It's 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 me. Amazing it's been, mate. Yeah. My head.
0: Um before before we finish up, let me just ask you this question, right? What is success to you? What does success look like for Sean, Nicky?
1: You wake up in the morning yeah. and you're just happy to get up for the day. You, you're there for it. I have been paid a lot of money and woke up in the morning and dreaded as soon as I've come into that realisation of where I am. And it's not worth it. I, It is. No, um, you can have money in the bank and go do something. If you go to sleep and wake up with a feeling of dread about something in your day get rid of it make it better or get rid of it um so success to me is that that true sense of happiness when you wake up you can't wait to go out and do it you you've you've, whether whether that's waking up on your own sunlight in your eyes whether it's being able to roll over give somebody a kiss in the morning you know for me getting up with a smile my dogs are there i sit in bed with a coffee you know, the, the new dog climbs under the duvet, and that's just her thing. That's success. It's it's that sense of happiness within. Love that, mate.
0: We'll finish on that. Yeah. Sean, love you, mate. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye.